0: With the help of Hashem, we are learning Bavakamadav Kuf Yud Aleph. We left off at the end of the second line on the top of the Amid. The Gemara is referring back to the Mishnah. So, quickly reviewing, we're learning the dinim of the Hashem Gil zeleis. A person takes a false oath to deny any type of monetary obligation, then the person admits that he took this false oath, Torah tells us, both at the end of Parshas Vayikra and in Parshas Nasai, that the person has to return to the victim, the principal, the keten, and add on it a halachic fifth, and bring a Karban asham. Now the Mishnah also taught us, that the Karban asham is only going to be accepted, if the person already paid back the keten. And the way the Mishnah taught this din, let me quickly read the Mishnah, this part of the Mishnah. I'm not sure if we, if we read it out yesterday, maybe we skipped the line, but let's read it right now. It says the Mishnah like this. When they divided eventually, Bimei, Shmuel and David, the Kahanim into 24 groups, every group had a name. It was named by its head of the Mishmar, And in the cycle of the 24 groups, the group number one was called the group of Yehoi Yadav. So the Mishnah says that Asham le I'm going back to the Mishnah In other words, first the person gave the Kahanim the carbon That's the wrong order, and then the of they gave to group number two. The second group in the cycle of twenty-four was called Yedayim. So the Mishnah said Im Kayom Ha Asham. If the members of Yehoyadav did not offer it yet, so the carbon is still there, Yakrivuhu bnei Yedaya, then the bnei Yedaya should bring it. Now there's a chiddush in the Mishnah here. Well, now we, it's a given that first the money has to be received, at least the keten, and then only then can the Asham be brought. One might have thought that, being that he gave it, he gave the carbon to Yehoyadav, let them keep the carbon. They can't bring it. The next week. Yedaya will accept the money. okay, And then the arshan has to be brought. But let's not forget that the schus of bringing the carbon And also the, pasha, the, the benefits of eating the meat, of getting the hide is given to the members of that mishmar. Maybe the Bnei Yehoi Yaref can hold on to this animal for another 23 weeks. They'll keep it. They're not going to bring it now. They got it. They're bringing it, if they would bring it in 23 weeks after the Bnei Yedaya accepted the money, then the sequence would be correct. First the, the money was received. Money? Huh? Because it has to be after the money was received. So they received the carbon a week earlier, but they didn't bring it. So you might have thought, okay, perfect, they didn't bring it. The next week the Bnei Yedaya, they now receive the money. The Ashram has to be brought afterwards. Okay, let the Bnei Yedaya keep it for until their turn. So the Mishnah says we penalize them, being that they received the carbon ashem before that robber gave back the money. They shouldn't have received it. So we tell the bnei Yehoi Yarev, now nah, you give this carbon to the bnei yedaya, and the bnei yedaya are the ones that offer it, and they are the ones that have the schos of the mitzvah. They are the ones that eat the meat. They are the ones that get the hide. That's what the Mishnah said. Now, if the bnei Yehoi Yarev im lay, the Mishnah says, if they offered it, they pushed it offered it. So then there's nothing the robber can do other than bringing another carbon. Okay, that is what we had in the Mishnah. So now the Gemara here is referring back to the Mishnah. Again, et etc. If they didn't offer it, then they have to give up that animal to the Bnei Yedaya. That is what it says in the Mishnah. And apparently, or perhaps, there's going to be other Tanayim, there's going to be a Tanarab Yehuda that seems to be saying otherwise. Says the Gemara, Quoting Abraisa. Tana Rabbanu we learnt in Abraisa. Baruch Atua Adinoi Eloheinu Malachi Elohim Sha'akalim Edwari. Nasan Oshom Leyeho Yorev It seems to be the case of the Mishnah. The Oshom was given to week number one. The Neyeho Yorev. And then the Kesev was given to Yidayah. Says the in this Dezbraisa. Which is Rabbi Yehuda. Yachzer Kesev Eitzel Oshom. The opposite. That Yidayah should give the money to the bnei yehoyariv, and fakert. So now bnei yehoyariv got the money, and now they can bring the karmenoshim. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Again, apparently not like the of our Mishnah. The chachamim say, yachzid osham eitz Kesiv that the karmenoshim should be given to where the money is. Apparently, yes, like our Mishnah, which means the bnei yehoyariv they give the animal to the bnei yedaya. End of quote says the Gemara Hechi Dami Ilema. What is this Baiser referring to? Ilema the Yahiv Le Asham Le Yahoyadiv the Mishmar Tei that the Asham was given week number one to that mem to the members of that Mishmar the Bnei and V'kesav Le Yadayim Mishmar Tei the Yadayim and then this person the next week gave the money the robber gave the money the next week to the Mishmar who was then working the Bnei Yadayim. So asks the Gemara on the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, why would Rabbi Yehuda say that the people who got the money should have to give them the money to the Bnei Yehoyariv? Why wouldn't he at least say, Ze In other words, even if he won't agree with the Tanavar of our Mishnah, that the Bnei Yehoyariv are getting penalized and they have to give the animal to the Bnei Yehdaya, let at least each one keep whatever they got. Now, Rabbi Yehuda knows that the order has to be first the money, and then the carbon ashram has to be sacrificed. Of course, the bnei yochayyarev are not going to offer the carbon. But like we spoke out just when we relearned the mishnah, the bnei Yidayah gets the money. They got it in the second week. Let's wait another twenty-three weeks, and then the bnei yochayyarev will bring the carbon, and everything would be good. The carbon was brought after the money was received. But again, even even if he disagrees with the ton of our mishnah, why wouldn't he at least allow each one to 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 keep? What they got, so Rava is going to tell you that the case of this brayse is not like the case of our mishnah, and therefore Rabbi Yehuda doesn't necessarily argue with the case of our mishnah. Um, Rava, um, Rav, the case of the the that the carbon Ashram was given to yoyyarev So far so good, and the case of and then the same robber told told the members of yoyyarev. I don't want to give everything to you. The carbon is yours. But he gave to them on week number one money. And he told them this money is not for you. This money is for the next week. So here the Buddha holds. That the Kivan, the law of the mishmer is the Yadayahu. He, since right now, is not the week of Yadayam. Therefore, each one, each Mishmar did something wrong. What was the wrong of Yehoyariv? That, that they took the carbon? Even they received the carbon before the money was given. That alone is a mistake. What did Bnei Yedaya do wrong? Bnei Yedaya shouldn't have allowed themselves to receive the money when they're not even working there. So now that each one made a mistake, the question is, which one will be penalized? In our Mishnah, we're speaking about he gave the carbon to Yehoyariv, b'mishmar to Yehoyariv. He gave the money to Yedaya, b'mishmar to in our Mishnah, the Bnei Yedaya did nothing wrong. They were working, they got the money. As far as they knew, the money has to be given before the carbon was brought. So they got the money, they thought the carbon now will be given. Then they discovered he gave the animal the previous week. In our Mishnah, the only ones that made the mistake was the Bnei Yahayarif. So in our Mishnah it says, you penalize the Bnei Yehoi Yaref. They have to give the animal to Bnei Yedaya. Here they both did something wrong. So the question is, which wrong is a greater wrong? That's the Machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. So Rabbi Yehuda holds Yadaya And he holds Yachzir, That they have to give the money, the Bnei Yidaya, to the members of Yehoyorov. Which also makes more sense, because right now, the Bnei yadav are working. So why should we delay anything? Since we're penalizing them, it works out perfectly. They give the money to that members, they actually keep it. No, it's not that physically the bnei Yadayi gives it back to them. They were not even there. So they, took the they took the money. Yeah, they took the money during the wrong week. So give it to the bnei Yadav. Very good. And Rabbanon hold. Yeah, the bnei yaday did something wrong, but Yadav also did something wrong, because the member of the kahanim should know. Don't take a korban Hashem gazelois before the ketan was paid. So this is the greater wrong that Savri Shayidin Kidin of it Biney Yahyariv, the Binay Yoyariv's so to say did the greater wrong. They keep Lu Asham because they got they took the carbon even though they didn't bring it, but they received the carbon Mikamikasa before the money was received. Hilka Kludu kansina sino. We penalize the Binayo Yariv. And even in this case, in the Braissa, the Ashram Aitzel Khasiv. So they're told to wait a week and when the Binayyad Day week kicks in, they give to them the money. That was meant for Bnei that's what the robber said. And they give the Hashem also to Bnei Yedaya. And the Bnei now that they received the money, can bring the carbon Hashem. Okay. Very good. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda would be Maida, that in the case of our Mishnah, that when the only Mishnah that did wrong was Bnei Yehoyariv, he agrees with our Mishnah. That Yehoyariv has to give the carbon to the Bnei now, Tanya, we learned in the here also, Rebbe is going to qualify, which means he's going to limit the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda. That Rebi, Rebbe says that Rabbi Yehuda. according to the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda, Im b'nei yaref. if they received the Asham, not only did they receive it, they actually brought it, they sacrificed it. And as we spoke out in the Mishnah, the Asham's Kapara cannot go into actuality. It doesn't achieve its purpose if the money was not yet given, if the keren was not yet received. So, the robber has to bring another carbon Now, when should he bring it? So, the Rebbe says, And here, that he has to bring it anyway, he gives it to whom? To Bnei Now, the B'raissot says that Rabbi Yehuda penalizes the Bnei Everything has to be given to Bnei Yehoi Here, Here it is saying that even Rabbi Behudah ma'ida, that the Bnei Yidayah will get everything. Why? Because here the Bnei Yehoi Yaref did a greater Avla. What was the greater Avla? Not only did they accept it before the Keren was given, they actually were mocked of it. So you see clearly again that it's about who did the greater wrong, and accordingly that is the one that gets the penalty. And Vezacho Halalu. And Halalu meaning the Bnei Yidayah, I'm sorry, Vezochah Halolah meaning the Kahanim of Bnei Yehoi who offered an Asham wrongly at least there is that which they have. To which the Gemara right away asks one second, we are learning that the Asham is only valid if it was offered after the money was received. If the Bnei Yehoi offered it, this is an animal that's possible. Now we're going to learn in Kachim, God willing that whenever an animal becomes disqualified there were various fires In the Azara, outside the Azara, where Psuli Hamaddasham needed to be burnt. So asks the Gemara, Lamay Chazi, you're telling me that the Bnei Yah at least will be Zaycha with with the carbon that they brought. How? Ashram Pasalu, it's a disqualified Ashram, it has to be burnt. What exactly are they Zaycha in? Answers the Gemara, Rav a clarified, Even though we learned yesterday and two days ago that there was a link between the Basar and the A'ir, so one should not say that when the basr is disqualified, the oil has to be burned. That not. Whoever gets the basr gets the oil. Now if the basr becomes disqualified, we still make the link. Whoever would have gotten the basr gets the oil. So the Bnei Yom at least get the hide, which has a lot of value, of the Karvan Ashram that became possible. Tanya we learned in another Braisa. Again, Omar Rebbe, Rebbe is clarifying further the opinion of Rebbe Yehuda that Rebbe says, Rabbi Yehuda, im Asham. If the Asham was not brought, so then Yachzer Asham Eitzal Kesiv, The Asham should be given to where the money is." Now he's saying mamish, the opposite of Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe is saying what it says in our Mishnah. Bene Yehoi give gives it to Bnei Yadaya. So they asked, says the Gemara Rabbi Yehuda said the opposite. He said, Yasser, it's Etzol, Hashem, Yisleh. He says that the Yehdayaniks are the ones that have to give the money up. Answers the Gemara. Mm-hmm. Not that the case of this B'raise is like the Mishnah. No, going to go better. The case of the B'raise, Rabbi Yehuda opined in the case of the B'raise. So the Ashram was given to the Bene Yehoi The money was given during the week of Yehoy to Yedaya. Same case. So, so they both made a mistake. Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Bnei Yedayiniks made a bigger mistake. They should have given the money to the Bnei Yehoyorov. But the Bnei Yehoyorov did not ask for the money. That's the case of this Rabbi. That happened. That week came. That week left. The, 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 the Mishmar of Yehoyorov will learn it. They did not offer the Karban Because they knew the money wasn't accepted yet. They could have asked for the money, but they didn't. They didn't ask for the money. So says Rebbe that the achuli achilu gabayu that we understand them not asking as if they're meichel the money. So now that they were meichel the money, who gets the money? The bnei Yedaya. So now Yedaya the next week. So the next week they give the money to the bnei Yedaya. So now that the next week came and they give it to the bnei Yedaya, here says Rebbe Yehuda they got the money. Give them the animal. Don't make us wait another twenty-three weeks says Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda. according to Rabbi Yehuda again here he says the opposite Imkayim Asham if the Asham was not brought wrongfully Ya'chzer Kesev Asham then the money of Yedaya has to be given to the Denei Yorav which is exactly what Rabbi Yehuda says it seems like he's poshant repeating the words of Rabbi Yehuda which also doesn't make sense who needs Rebbe? Rabbi to repeat the words of Rabbi Yehuda. P'shit. Ohach yisla. asks the Gemara. That's exactly what he said. Yaskinon <speaking in> answers the <Hebrew> Gemara. No, no, no. Again, it's a different case. Oshom to B'nai Yor He gave the money to Yidaya. Not during their week. Rabbi Yehuda holds Yidaya should have given the money to B'nai Yorov. That week came. That week left. The B'nai Yorov did not ask for the money. Now we learned the new b'risa that Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda. Now that Yedaya has the money, now Yedaya should have asked for the carbon, the But they also didn't ask. None of them asked of each other. So now says Rabbi Yehuda that <laughs> That each one was michael for the other. So if such a case happened, each one should keep what they got. So the Bnei Yedaya got their money, that's a fact. And again, wait 23 weeks and then let the Yahyariv bring the carbon. Kamash Malan, that since they did not ask of each other, Lahadru the, the original rule reverts back. And what was it? Rabbi Yehuda's original rule? That the Bnei Yidayah have to give the money to the B'nai Yahyariv, which means that Takah will wait the 23 weeks for the carbon to be brought. But they don't get to keep the money because now that both weeks went by, Rabbi Yehuda says that if both Mishmaris in this case made a mistake, the mistake of Yidai is worse. They shouldn't have accepted the money when it wasn't even their Mishmar and they're the ones that penalized and they give the money to the B'nai Yeroyariv. Then they have to wait wait 20 weeks to bring the Asher. And as the Mishnah spoke out, when a person returns his Gizela, the robbery, actually, if it was returned before the Asham was brought, the Mishnah says, good. And if not, Mamish not good. The Asham is not accepted if the Kedan was not returned. And again, the Mishnah says that's only for the Kedan. The Chemish does not need to be returned before the Karban Asham. And we learned in Rashi yesterday in the Mishnah, but even according to Rashi, the Chemish has to be given for the Kapara to work. It Kila works retroactively. The ashram is kosher. But the chaymish has to be given. Meaning that if the chaymish is never given. Then the person doesn't have an atonement. The the says V'khali. From where do we know that money has to be given before the carbon ashram? Why? Maybe. Okay. You don't get a kaput until everything is done. But just like by the chaymish. You can bring the chaymish later. Maybe you can give the keren later. So Amar Rava. And this is learned out from the Psukim. The Amar Kra again we're going here again to the same Pasuk the Mishnah quoted. That's in Parshas Nasi, That's Bamidbar Hei Pasuk Ches. It says Ha-Oshom ha Lashem Lakoyin. That the guilt, and as we spoke out yesterday, the word Oshom here doesn't refer to the Karman Oshem. It refers to the Keten money. That the guilty money is returned to God, to the Koyin. Then it says, Milvad Elaki Aside of, aside from the Karbonasham. And the Havamina in the Gemara here is that when the trader uses the words Milvad, which means two things have to be done. And the trader says this has to be done aside of that, or aside from that, the aside from is future tense. Aside from the carbon means the carbon has to be done later. That's the Havamina in the understanding of Rava. And the Gemara is going to right away refute that. So Mechlau, if the word Milvad, aside from, is only in the future tense, so the Torah says clearly, first the Asham, meaning the money, and then the ale, then the ram, which is brought for the Asham, for the carbon Asham. Mechlau, the when the Omar So when the without a name, when one of the Amoraim heard the statement and misunderstood Rava, thinking Rava meant that the word Milvad Aside from is always future tense. Whatever comes after the words milvad has to be done later. It's El Amayata. And here he's quoting Apostle and Pasha's Pinchas. When the trader begins telling us that the karbonis that are brought on the Yom even Beginning with the Yom tov of Pesach. So the trader says, aside of the daily tamid, which is brought tamid always. On Pesach, you bring a musaf, And the trader says, milvad... The pledge speaks about the carbon musaf, and then it says that the carbon musaf is brought aside from the morning oilah, which is the oilah satamid. Now, if the word milvad, aside from, is in future tense, then it would mean that first the musaf is brought aside from the carbon tamid, which is brought later, the carbon tamid of the morning that we know is not true, we learned in shachar that nothing comes before the morning Tamed, right, we don't do anything before we daven, learning before davening is an order, first of all it's still dark, it's not morning yet, but even when it's taka morning, we're learning to get connected to godliness, to feel inspired to daven better, so first comes the current Tamed, and how do we know that? Because it says, and here recording Apostle and parasha, the Tzav The trader there is speaking about Obir O'Leh that before That before Before it got light The first thing the Kahanam did is that they ran up the altar And they did the mitzvah Of the Trumas Adashin. Right? They took off a little bit of the ashes And they prepared the logs Which was lit Upon which we brought the Karbanes. And after they prepared the Ma'aracha, the Torah says, Va'arach That the Tamid is brought on those logs from where the sages tell us, the Rava told us, that the Oila, which is the Tamid, is the first animal that's put on those logs. The first carbon has to be the carbon Tamid. So you see the words Milvad doesn't mean aside from a future tense. It can mean aside from past tense. So what's the proof of Ravah? Here, by Asham Gezeilo, clarifies the Gemara. Tells Ravah to that Medrabanon, to that, to tell the Yurik student, I didn't learn it from the words Milvad. Milvad can mean most, both future or past. It says, in, here, by Pasha Nasi, in Pasuk Ches, it says, Milvad El HaKipurim, Asher Yecha per Boy. Ma'asher yechaper which means that the money has to be given milvad aside from it can go both ways. Aside from the ashram that will be provided to atone, which means the asham will be provided after the money is given. Vadayim I mean the carbon was not yet given, and those words we don't have by the carbon talmid. But so now we have a source. In the parsha of Hashem Gezelos, that when money has to be given and a carbon has to be brought, first the geld and then the money. Now the Mishnah says, however, if he gave him the keten, but he didn't yet give the chaimish, and the carbon was brought before the chaimish, that's okay. The carbon did work. Again, Lashita Sadei, as long as the chaimish is brought later. So Tana Abanan Now we're quoting a din which is very similar to the Hashem Gezelos. Interestingly, both in Bayikra we said at the end of Va'yikra we have the parsha of Asham Gezeilos, which if you look over there in P3K, Asham Gezeilos goes from Pasik Chaf to Pasuk Chavav. but a little bit before that in Va'yikra at the end of parshas Va'yikra we have the din of Asham Miilois. Asham Me'ilois means that if a person unintentionally misappropriates temple property, and then they are made aware of it. The person has to give back the value of that misappropriation, keren, plus add a Chaymish, plus bring a carbon Very similar, keren, Chaymish, and And over there, now those dinim in parshas va'yikra, Pedek, the cake. They begin in pasik Yudalit until pasik tez Zion. So there it says in the B'raisa, referring to Hashem me'ilos mina yinchir If a person brings the keren. Of the me'ilah, but he didn't yet bring the asham. Or the opposite: if a person only brought the asham me'ilos, but the person didn't bring the keten, how do you know shelo You only get atoned if you bring both the keten and the carbon. Talmud Leimet it says in Pasuk Tezain in the parsha of asham me'ilos. Again, we're speaking about byikra peirikai So Be'el means carbon. Again, normally asham means carbon. But here also, the word asham refers to the money of the canon. And let's read inside the Rashi, I think it's around nine lines from the bottom of the Amid. Be'el ha-asham venislach. In nine line and from going mil zakt Rashi mashma, ain slicha elebishname. You only get the slicha if you have both the ale and the asham. Ale kimashmoy. Here says Rashi, the word asham here. Is keren. Asham does not mean the carbon. Asham means the money. Kid the Right, According, we just quoted Rabbi Harav Shapiro. Likamei means immediately now. Not Likamon, That You'll see right now, the Gemara is going to show you that ale by Parshas, Asham Elois. I'm sorry, Asham by Asham Elois means the keren. Let's go back in the Gemara. then how do we know? So you have to bring growth. Say, how do you know that if you offer the carbon before you bring the keren? Meila means the keren. Shulah you are not yotze. Talmud Leimer it says be'el ha'asham, which means that the ram that was brought after the asham was already given. Be'el ha'asham be'kvar. No, it's the ram is brought as a complement to the money. Not the money as a complement to the carbon. Ram complements, meaning first money, then you complement it on top with. In other cases, a complement comes second. In marriage, sometimes it's good to, to give a compliment first. By schad and einish, I know my father told me that when his father taught him Gavaldic in Brazil when he grew up, sometimes my zayda kimenaga used to hit him, so. My father asked, what did I do? he told him, this is credit. <laughs> this is for later. So, but normally, a compliment and a penalty comes after. Okay, but, you would think, Sheim ma'akvim, we're still in the parish of Asha Me'ilis. You would think that if the Me'ilas, if the Chimish was not brought, then the carbon is not good. Lemer, be'el lachloi. Meaning, if you have the Ale, which is the carbon, if you have the Asha, meaning the Keren, you're good, you're atoned. Now the Gemara says beautifully. Now that the parsha of Asham Elois. in Vaikra, again Pasik Udala the pasuk Tazayin, which is right near Asham Gezelos, our dinim, same parsha, a few psukim later. So we compare, we learn one from the other. V'Ilamed Hekdish Mehedyet. We learn Dinim of Hegdish from the Dinim of Hedyit. Hedyit meaning the robber sky robs and swears falsely and then admits. And we learn Dinim of the Hedyit from the Dinim of Hedyit. Hedyit from Elois explains the Gemara. Me, me, meaning Ma'ashem. That's the L'Kamei. How do we know that in the Parsha elois, the word asham doesn't mean the Karb and it means the money? That's what we learned here just recently that in the Parsha Asham meaning the word asham does not mean the carbon asham, because in the same pasik where it says that ha asham hamushav shem it says right afterwards milvad elaki uh, If asham means a carbon asham, then the pasik just doesn't make sense. The asham has to be returned aside of the carbon asham. Eil is the Haram, That's a bad carbon. It must mean that by asham gezeilo is the word asham means money. So if asham means money by asham geze the word asham means money by asham me'ilois. Ma asham dohasam kenen? Af asham kenen. And the final line, and the hediyat is learn hegdish. That's finally the answer. That just like in hegdish we learned, Ain choymesh ma'akev, because there it says, as we just spoke out, that ayil ha'asham, ayil ha'asham, the slich is given just by the ayil and by the money, and with this we say that God willing we will return to you and now with tremendous joy we are entering the final chapter of Bava 10th chapter, interesting in all 3 Babas Bava Kama, Bava Metziyah, Bava Basra, we have 10 Prakim obviously the Daphim are different it's also interesting that both Bava Kama and Bava Metziah has 100 hundred test Davim, which, by the way, really means it has one hundred and eighteen daf. Let's not forget that we start with daf base. but it ends on daf kufyutes. test. Kama ends on amad beis. Bava ends on amad alof habayis But it's ten Prakim. Bava Basra, that is the biggest mesecta in dafim, in words, the biggest mesecta is brachas. But in dafim, it's bava basra kufayin vav. Also has ten Prakim. So the tenth. Chapter of Babakama and it's called Hagosel Umaachil. So let's start the pedic. The rules here are rules that we learned extensively about. One of just to mention quickly, one of the dinim that we learned about on Daf and Daf was whether Yush Bichdi Kana, which means that if something belonging to its original owner is now in someone else's possession. Let's speak about a case of robbery. If the original owner has yiush, either meaning despairing, giving up, he thinks he'll never give it back. He'll never receive it back. And he gave up hope. There are those who hold that that feeling of yeush will allow the current possessor to halakhically acquire it. We are gonna learn our Mishnah and the Gemara according to those opinions that hold that Yehush alone doesn't make a kingin. But there are other things that could make a kingin. So we also learned before, that the yush and the shinui, that was the beginning of the ninth chapter, if the thing itself changed, then you got a kingin. We're not learning about a Shinoy in a change in the article, we're going to be learning about a Shinoy Rishus. Yehush and Shinoy Rishus. So says the Mishnah, ha umachel umachal If a person, God forbid, it, it robs, and he gives it to his children, or really to a third party. And the question is, is the third party obligated to compensate the owner? Or, or if a person steals, robs, and he passes away. And v'hiniach lefneim. Seemingly, the first case is that they already ate it. So the article stolen is not be'en, it's not here. Second case is, it is here. But now it went, to, went through what might be... I'm saying might be because that will be the topic of today. If inheritance is considered a change of domains. Says the Mishnah in both cases. The children, the third party, don't have to compensate the original owner. Obviously, the Gazlan does. And a lot more details in every one of these cases in the Gemara. Next case. According to how we'll interpret this in the Gemara, let me just give you a couple of options. Either this means if he stole real estate. If real estate was stolen, real estate is something that has achrayis because whenever a person has any financial obligations, if they also own real estate during that financial obligation, the real estate becomes leaned to that debt. All right, that's always. If the person later sells the real estate, that already depends whether, let's say, if it was a loan that was documented, then the creditor can even collect it from the Lekuchais. If it wasn't documented, he cannot collect it from the Lekuchais. But land is the achrayis, is the guarantee for all debts. So one way is that if the ghazlan stole land, even if he died, the children have to give back the land. Because really land cannot be stolen. The land is be'en. Another interpretation, depending how we learn the Mishnah, is that im ho yesh is meaning that if the article that the father stole is identifiable, it's recognizable. Everyone knows that cow belonged really to Chaim, but Ruvin the Ganef, he robbed it. Even after the Uven dies, even though the Mishnah says that once he niach lefneim, it goes down to the next and kin. They don't have to return it. But everyone will see how the Yarsham have an animal that reminds everyone of the father's sin. So, they have to give it back nonetheless. That's another option. And again, let's go. The Gemara is going to beautifully take apart this Mishnah. So, how... If it's something identifiable, even though the father died and let's say there was Yush and Shinoi Rishus nonetheless the children have to give back that article and again this is one way of learning the Mishnah and here Pashat the Gemara is simple it's a good review and we'll see how to learn Pashat in the Mishnah says the Gemara Omar Rav the number one that you should know that Gozal if someone stole an article he's going to the first case of the Mishnah and the owners did not despair obviously Rav Holds. We'll see throughout the suggia. Yush alone is nothing. But let's go. If there was no yush, and then uba achar then a third party came and ate it. Machalim says that Abchizda. Now that the owner is demanding payment, to who does he go? Says Abchizda, he can demand payment from whoever he wants. Ratza Miza The victim can go to the gazlon. Or the victim can go to the person who actually ate up his food. And what's the reason my Tama explains that as long as the owners do not despair it's considered to be still owned by the victim by the original owner. So who was the one that actually stole it from him? You can look at it as the one who took it and you can look at it the one that ate it. Because even though it was not someone else's possession, since he didn't have yish, it's his. Oh, says the Gemara. How can Abchizda say that the victim can demand payment from whoever he wants? Luchura, that's mamish against the first line in the Mishnah. How did the Mishnah begin? That has-banov. And I said Banov does lav-davka. If a third party ate it, the Mishnah says peturim milashalom. The third party is exempt. The only one that's chayiv is the robber. Frek, the Gemara banov or let's learn in the Gemara, that the kashe is from the reisha, from the first line they are exempt, clearly a third party is not liable to the rab chizda, says that our Mishnah, our Mishnah speaking about that there was Yush. and by the way, now you see clearly, clearly that yush in itself is not enough. That's why the Mishnah is speaking about a third party. Well, third party a little... Very good. So now, like this, learns the Mishnah. Yush alone doesn't do anything. However, if there's no Yush, then it's still fully considered the owners. So if the owner, which is the victim of the, th- of the robbery, did not have Yush, then he can demand payment from whoever he wants. He doesn't get paid twice. He can either go over to the robber, you physically took it out of my possession. But halachically it's still in his possession. It's still his. Or you can go over to the person who ate it. Now even though the person who ate it might not even have known. Okay, we're not going to penalize him. But the guy who ate it ate up something that belonged to, uh, to the victim. You pay the victim. Who gets to choose? The victim. Our Mishnah is speaking about a case that there was a Yish. Now Yish alone doesn't do it. But now that a third party ate it, it's Kabbaldiq. Now you have a Shinui Rishus, a Yush, and shinui, Rishus. So when they ate it now, it's fully theirs together. So the only person that wronged here was the robber. So that's why the Mishnah says that after Yush, you can only collect the money from the robber. That's shita's Srabchizda. We'll see soon in the Gamara. Not everyone agrees with him. Okay. I mean, next case in the Mishnah was if he passed away, the robber passed away. Here also now we just explained. Let's remember this: that according to Rab our Mishnah is speaking about there already was Yush. So just like Yush and a Shinoi in the object by eating it means that the third party ate their own L'chura, That will be the flow of the Mishnah: that the children are not considered simply like we said yesterday. They're standing in the father's shoes. It's considered a exchange, a change of domain. It belonged to the father, so to say, it was in his domain. Now it went to someone else, it went to his children. Yush and Shin that would fit also. So now the children don't have to give it back. Why? Because it's fully theirs. There was Yush and but you said yesterday that it's not. Correct. Now, very good. They exactly, that's what we'll see over here. So we'll see, that's really a samurai. So Amar Rami bar Says Rami Bar-Khama, say the fact that the Mishnah says that the heirs don't have to give back the article even though the article is still in existence is a raya from our Mishnah. <inaudible> that an heir, not like we said yesterday, not like Ravah will hold, is an extension of the Father. Yerusha can be viewed like we said yesterday. The article doesn't change dom- dom- domains. It stays in the Rishus of the Father. The children are in the place of the Father. These are the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. Rami Bar says, Our Tana holds Nisht. No, the articles, whatever the father bequeaths to his children, it's taka being bequeathed. It's being transferred to them. So now you have Yush and Eshina Rishus, which is why the Mishnah makes sense that the children don't have to give a back, even though it's Ben. Says Rav, no. Rav Omar, Rishus, Yohirish, there is no Shinoi Rishus. So hold on. If there is no shinri shoes, the question is, why do I have to give it back? So says Rava. it must be that you know when the children don't have to give it back. When they ate it up. You're just like in the first case of the Mishnah, the way we just explained. The father didn't die yet. There was Yish and someone ate it up. That's another Shinoi. It changed. It was and now it's not. The only time the children don't have to give it back is Challenges the Gemara. Ah, ah, that won't work. Why? So let's add the Bach. He adds the letter Vah, Vaha. the Tani Since the Sefer the Mishnah ends. And the meaning of the Gemara is that the meaning of this line in the Mishnah, doesn't mean what it normally means. But it means that if the article that they stole is identifiable because of K'vod Avim, they have to give it back. What does that clearly imply? That if the article that they stole is Be'en, but it's not identifiable, then they don't have to give it back. According to Rava, that holds that Rishus Yoirish is not like L'keach, he's an extension of the Father, and Y'yush B'chdi L'ikaneh, then they should have to give it back regardless. Right, since it says in the does That means that the Reisha and we're speaking about something that is here. The only question is, is it recognizable? Or is it not recognizable? Will the father be dishonored that everyone will be reminded by the children walking around with someone else's cow? Ah, that was the cow that the father stole from someone else. And that goes against Kibadaveim. And we had the sugi in the Gemara before. The father was not oisemaisa amcha, so we're speaking about a case where the father did shuva and we're going to say that That of course the father did shuva so they have to honor the parent even though he stole before he passed away. He did shuva the answer is the Amalach Rava. So therefore Rava is going to tell you that you did not learn in the Mishnah correctly. That what the Mishnah said, that was the first thing we interpreted when we learned the Mishnah. That Im the Mishnah is not speaking about a movable article that is recognizable. Achrais nechasa means what it normally means. If, if the father stole land, then they have to give the land back. Because as we spoke out, land cannot be stolen. So therefore, that, has, that, that always remains in the rishos of the owner. How can you learn pshat like this in the Mishnah? When Rabbi was teaching his son Rav Shimon, this Mishnah, he, he touched the Mishnah. He made it clear that our Mishnah is not referring to land. Only the Mishnah, Ela, of Even if the father stole a cow that's being used, let's say, to plow. Or if the father stole the chamoyr, that's being used to guide him and her, the father. And now the father died. And now the children get that putter, or get that chamoyr, and everyone remembers, ah, that cow really wasn't the father's. That was the cow that he stole from someone else. That's how Rebbe learned the Mishnah. (laughs) Which means that if the cow is not recognizable, they don't have to give it back, and why would they not have to give it back? Okay, there's yish. So what? This is a kash against the rava. If you're going to hold that a Yorish is not called another person if it's not transferred if there's no shina Rishus, then yish like lekani. So kash on rava. So rava tells you leher zakhaim. If you're going to learn the mishnah the way rebbe learns the mishnah, I'm going to be refuted. But who says that's the way to learn the mishnah? And look what rava says. It's an interesting expression. Ela Marava, that I want you to know that kisha chivna when I will pass away. Rabbi Shaya Nafik Lavasi, Rabbi the Tana had passed away many years earlier. He says he's going to come to greet me. Why will he come to greet me? Because of this Mishnah. Because I know, Rava says that Rabbi learned the Mishnah the way Rabbi learned the Mishnah, but I know that Rabbi Oishayah will learn the Mishnah otherwise. And I learned the way Rabbi Ishaya learned. So, in an uh, in exp- in expression of gratitude, Rava was keeping Rabbi Shaya's shita alive. He's going to come and greet me. Why? Because I learned the Mishnah the way he learned the Mishnah. So Rabbis is saying, it's a machloik is, how do you learn Pshat in the Mishnah? Between Tanoim. The Tony Rabbi Isha'i, oh, Rabbi Isha'i learned in Abra'isah, the case of our Mishnah, if a person robs and a third party eats it, they are Ptodim El Shalim. And what's the shot that we're learning? That's because there was Yehush. And then, you because he ate it. The fact that he ate it, it changed it. So now, the one who's guilty is only the robber. But if, but if the article is still here, so says the brais of Rabbo kayemes. if the gizela is kayemes, then chayovim. The what if the children take it, they have to give it back. We're going to go back to that in a moment. But if the, if the article is not there, then patudim. No, it's if they ate it. Not, not recognizable. And then invited in the B'raisa of Rabbi Ishaya. If he left to them land, Being that land gets mortgaged to the debt of the father, so the land is always belonging, so to say, to the victim. So the victim takes what's his. So clearly, you see from the B'raisa that doesn't mean a movable that's recognizable means land so now it fits with Rava Yarshim themselves if they, if they inherit movables they have to give it back to the victim I there was was so what? there's no Shiner because yirush is not called a Shiner now let's analyze this B'raisa Omar Mar, the Gemara is quoting this, and this is going to be a kasha now against Rab don't forget Rab said in the beginning that our mission is only speaking about a case of use. If there's no use, then So Omar Ma'ar it says in the B'raith of Rabbi Yishayo that that if what they stole is not here, they are put there the key is is it here or is it not here because the havamina of the question is is that our B'raiths even speaking about before use? And what did Rabbi Chizda say? That what? That before Yish, if the third party ate it, even though it's not here, they are the, they are the stealers. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Chizda is going to have to tell you that this entire price of Rabbi Yishai is only Laha Yish. In other words, it's important. If someone steals something, according to Rabbi Chizda, and the owner didn't have Yish, the victim didn't have Yish, a third party doesn't even know, he came to my house and he ate it. Since there's no yish, who is the actual gazlan, the third party? Now it's not only the third party; he's like innocent and he didn't know that there, that a crime happened. But the victim can demand payment from whoever one he wants. The brayse that says the third party is putted, because the brayse is speaking about a case. That laachay yish. So Let's continue. It says va'itid in the brayse that gezeila kayemes that if the item that was stolen is still here, chayovim Lashalim? Then the third party has to pay. So this, should, this is going to be a against Rami Baruchama. Why will it be a against Rami Baruchama? Because Rami Barchama holds that Yerusha is a shini dushos. No oh, are they not? So says Rami Barchama Kitanya he lifnei yush, that the Braisa has to be speaking about lifnei yush. Because if there was yush. And then the father died, since Rami holds, that Yerusha, it's not that the children are in the place of the father, but it's being transferred to them. You have Yevush and Shiner then the children inherit. So when the B'raith says, is, if that which was stolen is Be'en, Chayovam L'Shalem, it must be speaking about Lev Nahol in a second. So let's read the Rashi. So now, Rashi is going to say beautifully. Now we discover that Rami Bar argues with Rab Chizdom, Lifna Yush, Dr. Rashi, that the Shino Yirushus below Yush, yeah, Yerusha is a Shino Yirushus, but a Shino Yirushus without Yush, like honey. Now the Chi Ein Gezeila Kayemes, meaning she Achalua Achli Moisavim Peturim. If our Brisa, according to Rami Bar is speaking about Lifnei Yish. So now we got a problem. What's the problem? Problem is that if it's Lifnei Yish, and the Braises says that if the father died, but the gezela is still here, Lifnei Yish, they have to give it back. I'm sorry. The Braises says that if they ate it, that if the gezela is not kayemis, then they don't have to give it back. If it's Lifnei Yish, what did the Rabbi Chizda tell you? That since it belongs to the original owner, so it must be that Rami disagrees with Rab Chizda. In other words, Rami holds that a third party is never liable. There's a logic to that also. Why they're never liable? Because they never knew they're doing a sin. What's well, even though it's lishnei yush, which means it really halachically, the words of Rab Chizda, the Kae. So they they were the ones that halachically stole it. Rami disagrees with Rab since they did not know, even though, again, it's Lifnei Yish, if it's not Be'en, Peturim the Delay slay the Rab Chizdom. That's the beautiful here, thing here. So now, we see from a Rabbi's statement, based on the, if he has to learn the Brayse, Lifnei Yish, if Chaps, he disagrees with Rab So we have this new, this is the Machleikas we'll leave off with. In other words, if someone stole something, and the article still belongs to its owner, it's in my possession, God, if I'm the robber, God forbid, and I invite you to my house and you eat it, Rami holds you are not liable. What did you know? You you you, you took it from me. Rab says no. If the owner had Yush and you ate it, then you're not liable. But if the owner did not have Yush, since halachically it's mamish his, then one of us is liable. Who gets to choose the victim? That's the sheet of Rab Chizda Hashem to be continued.